Welcome to Optimize My Life, the ultimate radio show where we unlock the secrets to living our best lives. Now, before we dive into this exciting journey of self-improvement and empowerment, I want to take a moment to thank our incredible sponsor, The Hope Collection, for making this show possible. Their unwavering commitment to spreading hope and positivity in our lives is truly remarkable. We believe in the power of interaction, so we want you to be a part of this incredible journey. Call in, write to us, or connect on social media. We'd love to hear your questions, experiences, and challenges. Together, we'll create a thriving community of like-minded individuals, supporting each other to thrive and shine. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It is Thursday. And it is all about health and wellness. As we're waiting for our host to show up. <coughs> it is February, so it is Black History Month. Yeah. And look who showed up. Hi, how are you? I know. You know, I could be late. It's Black History Month. No, I'm just kidding. Happy New Day, Judge. It, so is that your... In the neighborhood. So you can be <laughs> late because it's Black History Month. So are you going to be late next month because it's uh, Women's, women's, women's I'm Month? It's definitely late for Women's Month. I'm definitely going to be late. Yeah. But um, Happy New Day, Judge. We are here. We are happening. We are now... I am doing my good deeds, ma'am. I'm doing my good deeds. This one, man, the good fam I am. Shout out to I did Lorraine, Audrey Lorraine Fitness, Good Sam, um, Good Samaritan Health Clinic Center. And, uh, yeah, today is Thursday. Thank you for your patience with me as I was out being great. Uh Man, falafel is the way, and I'm just grateful. Go ahead and start making them in your um in your mushroom. I mean, in your mushrooms. Put them in your smoothie. That rise is good. So we're talking mushrooms this morning, ladies and gentlemen. And Mary, you know I love a good mushroom. I love a good anything that's going to help our kids. And Mary talked to me the other day and was like, oh, I need you to read something. I'm like, what do you need me to read? And um, she wanted me to read this new trend that's going on with the parents of the children with the superpowers. And it was the the parenting trend that's going on right now. And also, um, 
Mary, if you want to bring it in and talk about it for a second, you can. But I had a few other things to add with it. And when it comes to our children and how things have been coming fast, but the one thing that parents have been doing to gain resources for our children is dialing 911. I have already, oh, those are beautiful. Yeah, right from the garden. My thing with it is one. Is that one we're inundating our healthcare system that is already strained due to COVID? Okay. Because the hospitals aren't a place for kids unless they have to be there. It's Makes so. Sense. What damage are we doing to do to our kids more by shoving them in a hospital just so mom and dad can get a break? Or mom get a break, and that's all it is. Well, is but it two, is it that they're calling for a break, or maybe they're just calling for help? Same thing. In the sense that is it's it, not, it's not help in the sense that the kids are injured and need help. These are parents that just need a break, so they okay they know if you call nine one one by federal standards. They hold your kids for a couple days. Wait, what do you mean they hold them? Because, I mean, I saw the things, but what are they held in? Hospitals? They're in the uh, hospital. What, what are they held in? They're, in, a, they're mm-hmm. in the hospital for two days. While things get investigated, no. things, you know, you get checked them out. It's, it's kind of like a, a psych hold that's not a psych hold. But the thing is, is that opens up like a, a mental whole, facility or just hospital, just a hospital. But you All know, right, like okay. the, when you call nine one one, and it's not an apparent Vegan. accident, you know, your kid trips and falls and needs stitches and bleeding or hit his head, you know. And it comes back, nothing's wrong, they let you go home. Well, when it's something that's not apparent, they have to require to hold them to do an investigation. And so as you're doing that, you know, that opens up social services, that opens up a whole new can of worms. This is why I don't think parents should just be following. Now, what I do see is the opportunity for a business marriage, dun dun dun. What if you are a parent with a child with superpowers or neurodivergent or whatever? We really just need a break. We can create this hotline that you can call. And what it does yeah. is it sends like a nanny to your house so the children get to stay in their house and you get a break. Um, they have business things ideas. like that. <laughs> the problem is, is they're short staffed. Like I qualify for a PC worker which is a personal care worker for my kids. Yeah, yeah. There aren't enough in certain areas to accommodate that, but a lot of parents don't know or don't want because these people are in your house. Okay, but it's better than sending them off to a facility that they don't know about. And I mean, 
again, moms and dads, I don't know what you grow through because you don't know what I grow through. But when you need a break, I mean, I can understand it. I don't think I would go to the extent of calling 911 um, because that is what the trend. They're calling 911. They know that they're going to come. <coughs> and then they're actually taking so – do, do they take the parent? Because I, I need to – I need – if anybody is listening, I need somebody to call in who has called 911 to come rescue them for their children. I want to know the process and the procedure, and I want to know the ending outcome of this. You know, like that article that I showed you, one of the mm-hmm. things and what bugs me the most is it's not just autistic kids. I know. It's These obvious. are kids with, with ADD, ADHD. And I truly believe the trend is going because parents do not get involved in their children's lives and teach them. You know, mm-hmm. just because, you know, like the one, the article in the story was this child will climb out the window because she can't get what she wants. Whoa. I went through that when my son was three. He wanted outside. There was no heaven and hell that was going to stop him. So we put (laughs) locks on the doors that he could not get out. We put locks on the windows so he could not get out. And as he was taught no boundaries, we eliminated them. Once in a while, he will open the door and go out, and he'll go the you know to the backyard because it's a new house, and the dog gets out. Mm-hmm. And I have to go, we have to go to wait for the dog to come back. But he doesn't yeah. run anymore like he used to very often. Sometimes he gets flaky and he sees something shiny or a bird or something, and he'll follow it. But. Mm-hmm. He is learning boundaries, and he throws temper tantrums. All kids are going to throw a fit. Does not. Man, wait. But you need to teach them boundaries. Yeah. Does, does David like to watch children throwing temper tantrums? He watches videos on how to throw a temper tantrum to throw a temper tantrum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sounds like his cousin and, Kate. I blame parents who record their kids throwing temper tantrums and put them online. Because <laughs> if they didn't know how to Google it, they wouldn't know. They wouldn't know. But it's funny because, like, and that's what he does. Like, he'll he'll be sad about something. He will look up sad. And he watches how these kids act, and then he copies it. Because he doesn't fully mm-hmm. understand the emotion aspect. He understands what he's feeling. He doesn't understand mm-hmm. how to release it and how to express it. All right. That makes a lot of sense. And it makes some sense and it makes some dollars. And that is what he's learning now. He can tell you he is mad. He can tell you he's going to rip your face off. Mm-hmm. He can tell you he's sad. And now he's, he's at that point. He tell me he's mad. Oh, God, he's a baby anaconda snake, and he's going to rip your face off. That is rage. (laughs) But so many of these kids are left up to their own devices. Because, and I I can tell you this, I made the same mistake at first. It is so much easier just to give them what they want and let them be Mm -hmm. and live in their own little world, but that doesn't help them. 
at all. You might. That only makes your life better for the short period of time that you just don't want to deal with it. Makes sense. Makes you know, a whole lot of sense. Reading, you know, that article and that little girl got crawled out the window because she couldn't go and get McDonald's or Burger King. It's like, seriously? So that, that yes. comes to like, when they're, if your child is climbing out the window, like, your child has already had these behaviors where they kind of like, I call them escape artists. Mm-hmm. You already know this is happening, so you would definitely need to, um, definitely need to um, have things in place for them. Yeah, like literally. Yeah, a lot of stuff you have a a plan. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You have a plan. You have a a safe word for dad. Yeah, how are you? It's okay. I'm on my radio show, and it's all good. You look amazing today. Shout out to the beautiful people at (laughs) Gibson. Shout out to the beautiful people at Gibson. Yeah, it's so amazing. We um we set up and do juice tutorials in their kitchen, so shout out to them. But um yeah, when it comes to um having that plan, you really gotta put that plan in motion because it they will become adults who are emotionally unintelligent and throw tantrums. That's what we have a lot of time in society. Adult children throwing tantrums because they were not heard. And people over time gave them what they wanted. Do you have any corners for the parents who were trying to take the devices? It wasn't closed, so it's hot in there. It wasn't closed. I just closed it. (coughs) So um, I know, like, for me, it's hard taking that phone from days. So now I get into the head and I'm like, hey, you've been on your phone for a while. Let's put a two-hour timer on it. And we're gonna find something to do for two hours. And he can possibly get it back, but by the end of two hours, honey, we've been doing so much. It's really been four hours and he hasn't missed the phone. But also the parenting is a little different too. Like we were talking before, this gentle parenting. It ain't for the week, okay? It is not for the week. Um when you're gentle parenting and you know your child is testing your patience, testing your gangster, and testing all the tests, taking all the tests that can be taken, you have to get in your mind that, like, and again, I'm not saying beat your children, but find creative ways to to identify behavior patterns and what's acceptable and not acceptable. One thing Mary's going to always say is get to know your child. We think because we birth these little people and we keep them alive for 10, 12 years that we are ideal parents. So when is the last time you actually had a serious conversation with your kids? And when I say serious, I mean something that's serious to them. 
Meet them where they are on their level. Get to know your kids. Get to, like, really know, like, the things that they want and, and they desire. And I don't mean, like, in on a surface level. I mean literally get to know your children. And some things that you'll say, oh, I would never let my kid do that. Well, girl, your kid doing a whole bunch of other things. So if this is something that my child does, then I'll, I'll take that. So I would definitely um, cultivate your children. That's that's what I'm getting to. If they have interest, if they are really good at something, encourage them to be greater at it. Encourage them to go above and beyond for themselves. Because that's when you can really peel back the layers and get to know your children. And guess what? I bet you'll get to know yourself a little bit better, too. Because all our children are are us 2.0. And it is a cycle they put them on. They're they're considered a, a threat to themselves and others. It is the word that they use for special kids to control their behavior of what you can do with them. Mm-hmm. And For like sure. anything, it gets abused in the system. For sure. But you know, you look at these kids, and you look at what you put them through as a parent. Mm-hmm. You know, granted, you're doing it out of you know not knowing the best thing for them. You're doing it because it's what you're told you're supposed to do. But when you put your kids in ABA therapy, all right, you're taking children who are severe. They won't, can't talk. Mm-hmm. They can't do anything. You're doing this as young as three years old. You're putting them in a room with an adult. You're not there. So five days a week, sometimes more, five, six hours a day. So you're really taking that child, depriving them of a childhood to learn how to play learn how to do anything to teach them to obey commands. So these children are being raised like military kids, like they're in the military. You're literally training them to be able to respond to commands. Mm. I know you always say not, you know, like ABA therapy and things. I was thinking about getting one for gays and not just to, ABA is basically when you take them and you work with these workers, a lot, of, it has been deemed capital, um, corporal punishment has been deemed child abuse in most parts of the world. We're one of the few countries really? still using it. And what it does is it literally takes a child, sits them in a room with a worker who's trained how to do this. Mm-hmm. And they get a treat for responding correctly. If it's standing up, sitting down, answering the question, whatever, they get a treat, which usually the treat involves candy. And if they are being molded to force, and I I saw this firsthand with, with my own son, with a worker that we had at our house until I told her to knock it off. And it was to get him to sit at the table. 
you're not consulting, you're not talking them to him to find out why he won't do something. But it's literally you're teaching them to be able to survive in modern society, but it's getting them to survive the way you want them to survive. You're not teaching them independent thought. You're not teaching them to express themselves at all. You are literally teaching them to have a conversation correctly and to speak when spoken to, which is why a lot of these kids that have gone through ABA therapy will always go through ABA therapy. You know, therapy isn't designed to last forever. Therapy is designed to take a while, figure it out, fix the problem, and graduate. ABA therapy is something that when you have it, you do it for years and years, most of your childhood. But it never teaches you as a parent how to take care of your kid, how to do what they're doing. And that is the biggest problem we have with our system is that your therapies, your school, Even when they come in the workers, household? No, all of them are all... Um, when they, even the workers you come in your house, all of them are separate. Not one communicates with the other. So nobody is. Even when they come into the house, though. When it comes to what they come into your house, but what what the school does are two different things. And that is where, as a parent, you need to make sure all y'all sit down together. And everybody is around table discussion. This is what's working. This is not working. This is what he likes. This is what he don't like. This is what he's doing. This is what he's not doing. So that way, everybody who works with that individual child knows. And you're all doing the and same thing. You need on. that consistency. Hmm. Makes sense. I put my water in there. That was not working. You know, and once after a period of time and that consistency is working and things are changing for the better and you're getting them Mm -hmm. to open up and talk, these kids have a great sense of humor. They are. Wonderful sense of humor. But you have to take the time to stop looking at them like they're broken and start treating them like kids and give them boundaries, give them respect. You know, they're not, people have this misconception that just because they have this label, they're little flipping robots. And that, that is just something that, if I want some cold water, that's what I'm stressed out about. <laughs> I want cold water. Yeah, when it comes to that, um, when, you, when you put it that way, yeah, but I, so I've been approached with an ABA, with an ABA therapy company. And um, mm-hmm. for me teaching them yoga, they wanted to return the services and offer me services for gays. And, okay. uh, you know, we talk about this stuff all the time. So I was just like, uh, I'm not really sure. But he was like, well, you know, I can come into the home. I can go into the school. You know, I just want to be around but gays. But where, you know where you have them and you're with them and you can see what they're doing. You know, a lot of these big companies, and you're, that's not a big company, it's a little mom and pop type company. Like the Minnesota mm-hmm. Autistic Center, a lot of these autistic centers that do ABA therapy, they uh-huh. the market will not allow, center here in Atlanta. will not let the parents involved in it. I was told flat out I couldn't do it. I couldn't be involved. 
I'd have dropped him off and leave. But how how can you not involve the parents and teach them what you're what what you're teaching your children so they can, you know, reiterate it when they get home, reinforce it when they get home. That that makes no sense. It does in the sense is that the easiest way to program somebody is through isolation. When you isolate that child, especially a young child, away from their parents and their support system, they are more apt to conform and agree and do what you want them to do because that's the only way to get things done. They know Mm. they do what you want them to do. They're going to cooperate to get done with it. Okay. I I guess. A good example, COVID. Okay. What is the first thing they did with COVID? Isolation. Isolation. Mm -hmm. They took the kids, put them out of school, put them on computers so they could not talk to each other. Then you were inundated with information. And it was never good information. It was always, you turn any TV on, all you heard about was a death toll. That was it. Man, what? It was so depressing. Which is the next step in programming an individual yeah. and a yeah. child. Is yeah. Take yeah. them out of isolation. Then you give them nothing but fear. Fear is a very big controlling factor. It's a manipulator. Yep. <coughs> and the next step. You medicate. Mm-hmm. Some of the new drugs they use is like Clonamin. Clonamin is a blood pressure med used for adults with extreme high blood pressure. They have a new one out that's an antipsychotic that helps them to be able to handle sensory issues. Basically, adults are kid so that they can handle the uncomfortable situations. So basically, you're taking a child, you're isolating them from anybody. You know, that's like they've got this genius idea. You take these kids, you turn around, put them in a room with a bunch of other kids just like them and expect them to learn how to be like a regular child. Mm. Okay. So you're teaching them how to have a conversation with another child who has no idea how to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And then you expect them to go into the real world and adapt. When it comes to these kids, there's a middle ground, but home is the most important part for any child. They need that safety and security at home. They need that parent involvement. Exactly. Okay. Make uh, make some sense. Definitely. You know, there when um yeah. out there, there are resources available. Talking to your counties, talking to your state. 
I just feel that if it if it is something that's gonna support, if it, if you are gonna support, mm-hmm. I think that it'll work. I think it'll work, and I think it's something that is like you said, if we're gonna teach both of, if, if you can bring the parents in so they can learn what's going on, it can better help the child. Again, it has to be in a better help for the child, but the isolation piece, uh, you know, I. I see it. I just think that. I just think. You know, when it comes to different, you know, the original ABA therapy was great. It was designed to help these kids. But when it got into the hands of the schools and government is where it really started restricting what it was doing and it turned into something horrible. If you find a company that's willing to work with you and this is sit down with a clear, this is my expectation. This is what I would like you to do. This is how I'd like you to do it. This is what I expect. Mm. And you can and then when they there. don't do it, then you, yeah, well, if, you don't, if they don't perform, then now that is a, that means that, now that their confidence that they once had, they done tore back. See, you see, I'm trying to make it, it – I want to make it make sense, but for me, it's like if you're not going to teach the parents that you're saying it or not, like you have torn down – you build them up to tear them back down. So that they uh, – they, it, it's crazy to me. That's just that's mm-hmm. insane. Yeah, that's, insane. that's why I refuse a lot of different things because I didn't see the point that they weren't going to help me as a parent help my kid. It doesn't help y'all as a collective. No. Especially someone, when I first started, when my kids were diagnosed, I had no idea what autism was. Okay. I had no experience with it. So, no, and then, it, you know, I went down the rabbit hole. And that's when I, you know, had to deal with all these different things, everyone telling me I need to do this, this, and this. And then the more I looked into it, the more I watched it. And you go mm-hmm. um, watch videos on ABA therapy, talk to the kids. A lot of parents talk about their kids going to these facilities. They are screaming, they are fighting tooth and nail, biting and everything they can not to go to these places. When that happens, as a parent, you need to step up and find out what's going on. Mm. Makes a whole lot of it isn't a separation issue when they're three years old and they don't want to go to daycare. And they are literally, you can see the terrified look on their face. Okay. <clears throat> no, and this is where you listen to the kids. And a lot of ABA therapies will only work with kids in extreme conditions. By that, I mean they don't talk. You know, when we looked into ABA therapy years ago, they told me they couldn't help my daughter because she was verbal. She was, she was doing things. They could only work with my son because he was nonverbal. And they, and when they used the scare tactic wait, wait, at wait. you. I'm, I'm sorry. I need you to repeat this. You were denied services because your child was verbal. I was denied services because she could talk. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That was my first red flag. 
And they said they would only help him because he couldn't talk yet. Okay. That was my last And they told me with David that he was such an extreme case that if I did not use their facilities and you get their help and do it the way they wanted to be done by the time that he was six, seven years old, and I have the paperwork to prove it, that I would have to have him institutionalized because he would be so out of control. That's crazy. It, so now, now the service is biased. So regardless, if your child is verbal or nonverbal, if there's a need for ABA therapy, and and for those who are just kind of t- tuning in and don't know what ABA therapy is, it was a behavior specialist. The acronym actually stands for uh, let's jog memory. Applied Behavioral Analysis. Applied Behavioral Analysis. Something like that, yeah. So anyway. The nice way of saying that we make your child conform to the standards that you expect them to be Um, to their kids. I'm telling you, I'm going to go forth with it because it's a free service because I'm offering up yoga for the people. And I'm going to see. I'm going to see, Mary. No, that's what I'm saying is that you need to check them out. You need to look at them, find out how they do things. Because a lot of these mom and pop places have taken ABA therapy and uh, modified it to where it is actually Mm -hmm. a tool. The original ABA therapy was a great tool, but once it became in corporate hands, Bill and, okay, put it this way, the biggest benefit or the biggest um, people that donate money to the ABA therapies, Bill and Melinda Gates. The Rockefellers, the Chase Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, like he said, we will try it. We will try the things. Listen to your kids. When they're telling you there's something not right or this is what's happening, that's when you have mm-hmm. to be a parent and say, look at it. I've worked with a lot of individuals who have gotten and trained in ABA therapy and worked for these huge companies quit because they couldn't deal with the standards and they've created their own modified version of it. Mm-hmm. That's where you need to look, talk, ask questions, find out what they teach, how they teach. But it's a good sign when he says that they come to your house to work with you. Because then you're there to help see what's going on. I'm going to give it a whirl. And I'm going to see if it works out for me. I will definitely keep you posted as to uh, how it works. Because, like I said, he's in a 
the ABA therapy was brought to my attention from his swim, <coughs> um, the swim school that he was in, and um, I mean the swim team that he's on. He was in the swim school, so bring him on the show. Mm-hmm. So I definitely will try it out because he says that you know. This is something that works. This is to have their approach. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, talk to other parents that are involved in the organization. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm here for it. That's all I have to say is I'm here for it. So like I always say, you know, once you've done the research and it looks like something legit and good, try it out. What's the worst that happens? Mm-hmm. You know, find out what their training is. A lot of these places don't actually get much training. Yeah. You know, I used to work with a company that would come out and work with my kids and majority of their workers who were just fresh out of school, their job experience was working with kids and that's the other thing is you got to make sure that the worker is a fit for you and the kids. Gotcha. So if gays isn't open and receptive, then this whole thing doesn't work. That's right. You know, know, kids will see red flags before we will. Man, come on for the day seeing red flags. Kids do tell, like saying, Mary say this at least once uh, once a week. (laughs) Listen to your kid. Learn your kid. Operate in that space. That you can be taught to. Parents, we don't know everything. We really don't. We don't know how our children feel sometimes. And that's what I'm I'm just... Know your kids. Give them the benefit of the doubt and be open and receptive to learn something new. The children are our best teachers. Our best teachers. Our absolute best teachers. So, I would definitely say, while you out here getting your services, Mary said, be knowledgeable of it. I did do some research on the um, on the company. Like I said, I had worked with them because of the uh the swim team that that age was in. And so that means I will I work with them so I think that this will work. Follow your gut. If you your gut tells you that it's a good company then work with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna try it out. And again, because I think that certain behaviors, like at school, 
certain behaviors at school would be really good um, for gays just learning things mm-hmm. and learning how to be and learning how to. So for me, I think like the claps and the flaps <coughs> that he do, I, I'm not trying to take that away. I don't think he's ever going to, you know, not do those things. But also it's just like certain behaviors need to not be certain behaviors are just kind of inappropriate for the setting or a time. And again, there's been a lot of people who are um, autistic who have, you know, been detained by the police or even been tased or, you know, like that. And my headphone died and things like that. And they weren't able to express themselves. And I think ADA setting could have prevented them because they would have different body movements maybe because that's, that's what they get. You know, sometimes, first of all, people just can be big for no reason. And then second of all, if they are not responding to you, that that kind of should be like, a, oh, wait, there's something different here. Oh wait, maybe but that, that's where I'm, law enforcement needs to be trained better. And that's the big part yeah, of what I do is I work with law enforcement. Is that oh, you know the problem is is that a lot of people I mean law enforcement's in a scary situation right now. They don't know if that person's special or if someone's on drugs. A lot of the actions are similar. Okay. And, you know, cops have been having targets put on their back. So they're scared. And it's easier for them to take them and put them in lockup and ask questions later and figure out the situation. And and this is where there are signs where cops have to learn to look for you know, with special people, their eyes are a dead giveaway if someone's autistic or not. That That's all I'm saying. Like, really respond to the cues. Learn to read body language better. Okay, maybe there should be an ABA therapist that goes to the cops and, and teaches this type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's where they need to look. You know, I'm working on an app to put to, uh, that we're putting together for law enforcement and first responders so that they know what to look for. But you okay. know, that makes me feel better. But like like I said, there there's been a few incidents right here in Atlanta, Georgia, that yeah. autistic individuals have been tased. I think somebody died, and you know, and they're being and even just detained by cops or security because they don't know the body language or they don't know the nonverbal cues. And so, I think that's that's a good thing. Maybe the ABA therapist, if you're an ABA therapist, um, go link up with your nearest police department and give them some of your tips and give them some information so they're better equipped. That's that's just my two cents for today on that. No, I completely agree with you. You know, and yeah. that's where training needs to be taken care of. And um, 
more yeah. training, better training. In the academy, that needs to be a something. Yeah. There needs to be a better... Um, a system, a program. Yeah. More I psychological and so. less... I do have a quick question. Let me insert this. So you remember that company Life Alert yep. for the geriatric community? Do they have something like that for the autistic community? They do. There's a couple different ones. Um, there's one called Angel Angel something where they do have GPS so trackers and stuff with? like that. Um, I, no, they're working on for... Go ahead. I'm sorry. I got excited. Um, nope. It's called um, Angel something. I've worked with them. I've talked to them. Mm-hmm. They have trackers where you can put them. They're like really cool. They're like headbands or um, mm-hmm. different trackers for kids that like to run away. The problem they're having with them right now is they're working on upgrading the systems because it only hits the tower every so often and not enough. Not It's not real time. There are different companies I can send you their information. Because a lot of times these companies will give you the, the stuff for free because your child's autistic. When I, so yes, but what I'm thinking is not like the tracker, but imagine this, this this may or may not exist, but imagine this, it has tracker abilities on it. It is a, something that you can put on the child that is discreet. Maybe it's like something that you actually put on their skin, You, you know, like, um, a nicotine patch or something like that. Maybe it's something like that. So you really can't see it. It's up under their clothes. It's on their skin. And not only does it track, but maybe when the child or person with superpowers come into distress or come, you know, come into a point of their they're stressed out and they can't communicate, maybe like the patch sends a signal to whatever said group, and then help is immediately on the way. That's what I mean when I say Not like a tracker, but like Life Alert, is, it monitors your heartbeat. If you fall, it, it, it can track that, and then you can press a button to call for help. That's how Life right. Alert works. Yep. There are so, sort of things like that. I mean, it's not just one thing. I mean, you've got the watches and the smart stuff that works with that. The problem you're walking into is that with kids is overloading the systems. And when you call for help like that, they don't always know how to deal with that. But it's more of we're walking a fine line right now until the laws change an update of um, invasion of privacy. Only reason I say it that way is that there are people that have uh, power of attorney over these individuals that are adults Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and do 
use these kind of tools that are made and designed for kids to control what the adults do. Derek, for okay. instance, is, um, he's in all regular on the show. His parents programmed him to believe that he could never do anything because he was autistic. <clears throat> and he... The brother that always listened in, right? Yep. And mm-hmm. okay. um, he uses, he was taught to use autism as an excuse for everything that didn't go quite right. And it's been a crutch, and we've been work- all of us at the Hope Collection have been working with him because he wants to not be on disability. He doesn't want to do this. He doesn't. He wants to work. He wants a job. He wants to be on his own. Mm. But his people don't want, are scared, which is understandable. But they use it in a way to control what he does. And this is where people will use that. You know, it's like the um, gun law. Mm-hmm. That, you know, um, take your guns away if they deem you safe or un- unsafe. Or danger to yourself and others. And all okay. people are using that by exes to get back at their spouses that left them or whatever. You know, every system is being it can be manipulated depending on the person using it. And so all these regulations, all these laws need to be updated to, to go with times to ensure that it protects the ones that need protecting, but yet doesn't harm the ones that don't. But, you know... With these kids, you know, like you talk about the flapping and stuff that Gage does, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, teaching him to understand what his body is feeling when he starts doing that and teaching him alternative movements. And that's what we've been uh, doing. Yeah. And it takes time because he's been doing this for how many years? It takes time to, re- to reintegrate something new. But it has to be a movement that works for him, you know. Um, and the hard part is, is, and this is where it kind of sucks that he's in regular school, because the situations at school is where it's going to set him off, but the teachers don't have the time or the patience to walk him through that. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. I love uh oh, it's black eyed peas. It's all right. Maybe you can get the right one. But yeah, I would definitely say I would definitely say teaching better behavior to use behavior in a sense like okay, because I think he claps and fat flaps when he's overwhelmed, when he's um can't really get the expression out, things like that. That's that's what I feel. He does it when he doesn't know what to do in general. Yeah. Like he, he feels an emotion or something, and that is his go-to movement. I dated a man. Um, he did the same thing. And he wasn't diagnosed with autism because he was a highly functioning person. And when he got overwhelmed or whatever, that's what, what, what he did. 
and it was generally like a go-to thing for him to regulate himself because he didn't know what that emotion was. Yeah. You know, a lot of kids, you know, like David, you know, his overwhelmed go-to for the longest time was banging his head. Mm-hmm. On the floor, on the walls, anything. He doesn't do that anymore. You know, it's kind of like um, pinching is like a go-to sensory thing for autistic kids. I would definitely, um, yeah. I would definitely. Um, one tip that I can give you on that is um, does he like stress balls? He got every. Take one, put it in his pocket. Have him keep it in his pocket. So when he starts yeah, feeling he overwhelmed. He's okay. Have him rub that. Mm-hmm. Like you see me when I get overwhelmed. I sit there and make a fist with my hand. I created that. We call it anchors is what we call it. Well, I created that when I was in the military because I would talk with my hands. And that's all what slapping is. It's a a variation of talking with your hands. And you're not allowed to talk with your, your hands in the military at all. And you can't put your hands in your pockets. So I had to figure out an alternative movement to break the cycle of using my hands. Okay. So for me, it was making a fist. Yeah, if you make a fist, he might use it, though, girl. You know he's strong. Well, right, right. But he needs an alternative movement like that. Now I have my hand in my pocket and I make a fit. Loop my thumb in my pocket and I'll do that. You know, taking that movement and altering it in a way. Instead of it being out in front of him, teach him to put his thumb in his pocket and do wiggle his arm. Okay. You know, taking that movement from being seen above to down lower, baby steps. How do you feel about, like, when it comes to self-regulation, like, okay, we do breath work. What about singing? Do you think that? Because I know he used to, like, hum and rock. He doesn't do that anymore, mm-hmm. and that was something he grew out of. Mm-hmm. I get I I hate to say that. Oh, they grew out of that. And, you know, people, I get a lot of backlash for that. But you get, you well, get what I'm saying, like the behavior. Yeah. It didn't work for him anymore. You know, okay, yeah. regulation yeah. techniques <laughs> only work when it works for the person using it. And they will go through a million different ones. They go from singing to humming to rocking back it's and forth. Tapping. Yeah, yeah. Look at how many adults you know, you'll see them standing, Still talking. Tapping, uh, shake. The, that is the one when when they shake. 
when uh, you know, <laughs> and they're sitting down and then they're just they're shaking, like literally shaking. Yeah, you know, or they'll stand on their feet and they'll roll between their heels and their toes. Oh, that is that's Simmy. Huh? As I as I stand and do it now, that's Simmy. Yeah. Funky. That is a subconscious a movement form of, to help yeah, you a form of deal with what's going through your mind. Because you're doing it not realizing you're doing it. Hmm. Okay. That's, um, that is really, okay. So even when people, like, flip their hair and always rub their fingers in their hair and stuff like that, that, that is a, a big part of it, too. Mm-hmm. There are all unconscious movements that you, you do to redirect your emotional subconscious mind. Yeah, for sure. And the only reason why what he's doing is being noticed is because of his label. People don't look well, twice girl, at it if he know, was a regular So he denounced the labels. He denounced his labels, okay? I can't, he I denounced his label. But I said he did. Uh, he, yeah, he he announced it, uh, denounced it to them too. He is no longer autism. That's what he said. He is artistic. Good. But you know, to no make longer. changes in things, it's it's got to be slow, steady. That works for him. You know, so to instead of taking his hands, you know, um, and I wish you were closer, I'd sew a little loop on his, you know, get him, does he wear cargo pants at all? Sometimes. What what can I do? Talk well, you know, like the cargo pants have that little loop on the side of their pocket, side of their pants. Okay, okay, yeah. That's a, you know, putting, having something like that on his pants so that he can put his thumb there so that he can move his hands, but it, he's grabbing it. You know, having Girl, something he gonna, where he's going yeah. to rip it off. Yeah. yeah. He's going to rip it off. Even when Even it comes having, to like um, a whole the- shirt. Yeah. Yeah, Ariana's the same he's way. Man, it can be a small hole. It'll be such a small hole. Like, I would think he can't see it because it's such a small hole. Oh, and no, by, the end of, by the end of the day, honey, it's a massive, it's, the hole is as big as the shirt. Gage, what, what, how? Oh, nothing. What he say? Oh, nothing, Mom. Yeah. Like, it is something. It is something, Gage. He's got that nervous energy in it. You know, it's like a piece of lint. People, you know, picking it off. The same thing. You know, having him, you know, loop his hand in his pocket or. He's going to bust down a tag shirt. Depending on the people tag shirt. Better have tag shirt. You know, my son breaks all them stupid stress balls. Girl, he asked for plushies every Christmas. 
So we have so many topics and little questions for us. Where is it? Ariana's the same way. She's all into the elf malls now. Mm-hmm. Or the squishmallows or the other ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they keep, they keep us in tune and in tip for many, several different reasons. And, uh, I would definitely... Well, have a different yeah. mindset. I definitely have a different mindset moving forward when it comes to him stemming now that I, I mean, I, I, I know what it is. I don't, don't think like, and I'm talking to, not you, I'm talking to the listener. Don't think that I'm like, oh, just discovering like my child stems, but the behaviors of that others do it too. And is not really aware of what they're doing. Well, they are aware, but they do it, and then they do it so much that they're not aware of it. So mm-hmm. he will do it, and I'll be like, "Gabe, calm down." And he'll be like, "I am, I am calm," or he did calm. I'm just swimming. <laughs> and I'll be right. The problem is, is he uses that as an excuse for doing it because he's been taught it's okay to do that, which is fine. It's his way of doing it, but he's not realizing he's doing it, but just giving them an alternative motive instead of having his hand up, have it down at his side so I it's do, not as I, noticeable. And having him, you know, kid. when he's doing it, having him count what he's, how many times he's doing it, you know, like how many times he yeah. shake his hand. So he becomes, yep, so he's aware of the, the action. And the two, it'll help distract him from doing it at the same time because he's focusing on it. He's becoming aware of it. Okay. I think you wanted something there, man. You all right. That's all right with me. Have him but, you know, no kind of time he actually do it. That's what you said? As he's doing it, as he's, you know, shaking his hands, count, you know, as he's doing it, one, two, three. And he'll actually start slowing down to count it. And he becomes Mm. more aware as he's doing it. Because you're taking that behavior that was subconscious and now bringing it to your conscious mind. Okay. You're becoming Brian aware of it. Yeah, let me know. <laughs> I mean, I am trying it two days. What about scripting? Because that's a part, that's a major part of. It's a regulation technique. I'm going to send you a website. Um Scripting is actually a part of Gestalt language, and kids who do that actually, and they do it in in phrases as opposed to sentences, it's learning what they're trying to say, and the language will come. Um, What it is is that they use that script to explain something they don't have the words to explain. It's also a form of regulation. 
So it depends right. on the situation. You know, like David will will repeat things and script it out, you know, like a, a YouTube video as a conversation to explain what he's doesn't have the words to explain. And you have to know the video to understand what he's trying to tell you. That's why I'm putting a video together or a dictionary together to understand what he's saying. And as you give them the words, you know, the biggest mistake with kids like that is that you give them the words in word format. Their brains can't comprehend single words. Their brains comprehend sentences, paragraphs, phrases. So when you teach them talk and the words they need, you need to do it in that same format. So in that phrase. Something like correcting his third person when he, he talks in third person? He talks in third person because everybody talks in third person to him. That's what I'm saying. So now I have to talk yeah. in first person. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You okay. know, speech always talks in third person, which is really stupid. You know, you always, you know, as we teach them to talk, we always say, you know, Gage is doing this. So then Gage is going to turn around and say, Gage is doing this. We have to say, I am doing this. We are doing this. And using the pronouns to to replace the third person talk. Mm-hmm. It's everyone talks to him in third person, so he just talks in third person. Okay. You know, it's like um, when David does really good on something, I'll say, David, good job. Well, then he turns around and goes, David, good job. I go, no, you did really good. He goes, okay, you did good. I go, yes, David, I did really good. And he goes, yes, I did really good. You know, it's just mm. rewording everything. I did really good. Yeah, my English sucks some days. Some days it sucks even more that I just make up words. <laughs> that make up words. I do. I, it irritates the crap out of Andy. Uh, I say words like magnable. <laughs> just to bug somebody because I can. Because I need some entertainment. <laughs> I told, I did that to Andy. I go, you know what? You moved me from San Antonio, Texas to Medford, Minnesota. You moved me to the middle of nowhere. Mm. I went from a military base to having everybody around me that, you know, we could entertain each other to you. You are the only one I talk to right now because I don't know anybody here. So you are the center of my entertainment. (laughs) I get bored. I need to entertain myself. So, yeah. So, I screw with him for fun. But we are out of time for today. We was. It was good today, girl. I'm still over here. I just took notes today. <laughs> I took notes on my own show today. 
Hey, and I'm always a phone call away. Man, thank you, because I'm, go- I'm going to try these things today. Today. <laughs> Just remember, it takes a little bit of time. Oh, yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to see a difference tomorrow. But just if you start it today, snowball effect in three months. And sometimes it doesn't even take that long. I know, but I'm just saying it's a significant turnaround, different child, different behavior pattern, different communication about six out to six months. Sometimes, sometimes it takes a couple years. That's fine. That's fine. But I'm still like, I'm you know, like this. I started, I started today. So join mm-hmm. us back here at noon for family time with Bob Oakley. Thank you so much, everybody, for being here today. Mary, thank you for always lending your area of expertise and helping me be a greater being. I like to say we Yeah, I was just going to say, <laughs> we help each other a lot, and I just appreciate your youth, your wealth of knowledge, and um, and uh, so many resources, so many resources, and so take advantage of these resources, resources. Try the things that we talk about and we talk about applying to your everyday life. And just become a little bit better in the world. And everything, we, everything talk about, we, everything we talk about, we do a, we do with our own mm-hmm. kids. Absolutely. Absolutely. With my own kid first and then your kid. <laughs> a lot of my stuff that I talk to you about, I've already done it with my kids. And I know, kids. that's what I'm saying. I, when I say your yeah. kid, I'm talking about the people kids. Oh, okay. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Have a great day, Mary. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Bye. Peace, y'all.